Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, beautiful, sunny Brisbane, although lately we've had a few uh, few storms around, a bit of rain around at the moment up this way. A little bit humid and um, that weather wet weather has set in for um, a bit of a wet summer, maybe. Yeah, the El Nino effect. Welcome back, everybody. Um, good to be um, bringing you some more information. And today we are going to unpack some of the headlines that have been in the news in the last couple of weeks. And that is because the four big banks of Australia have put out their property price forecasts. So, you know, we're not going to talk about what the headlines say because typically the headlines are about what's going to go on across the Australian property market. Look, I think that you've listened potentially to this podcast enough to know that there's not one Australian property market. So we're going to talk about what the big banks have predicted for Brisbane um, and also provide an update on our opinion of some of those predictions. Yeah, it is interesting when we, um, I think I mentioned last week maybe um, that I watched a show on, on the ABC and again on, uh, I think it was Monday night, <laughs> there was another one on uh, on the housing crisis and all those types of things in Australia and I watched the whole show and it literally talked about Sydney and Melbourne. So It's not uncommon in this market to have headlines that don't relate to Brisbane. Yeah, so we, we just want to talk about Brisbane, obviously. Um, there are a lot of things that have been spoken about. I, I do remember, I think it was, testing my memory here, probably 12, 18 months ago, a bit longer, um, when they all predicted that there was, I think it was 30% or 40% that the property market was going to crash. Um, and we, we saw a lot of changes on that. So obviously the media will um, put things out. Um, you, you take it as you like. Um, there'll be lots of things in the media, but um, we like to give you um, the information that we see here, especially, you know, what you see also live on the ground. That, yeah. That's always a good factor of, of what's happening um, and you can you can generally tell what the, what the trend is going to be when people, as we do talk about, when people stop going to open homes and there's not as many multi offers, not as many not as many people at auctions, then you know the market's starting to slow down a little bit. Absolutely, and you know as Scott referred to, you know back at the beginning of the pandemic, um, around March April in 2020. Uh, what we did see is that the big banks put out some very dire predictions for the property markets. Now, we all know that none of those um, resulted in, in the, the chaos that was predicted. I mean, price falls of 30 to 40% with some of those headlines at that time. Um, here in Brisbane, the median value only trended down just over 2% in the dwelling values as a whole. Now, uh, when we look at some of the clients that we had purchased for back at the beginning of the year in 2020, and even by September, they had a strong equity position. So again, you can't even rely on median values at a citywide level to know what is going on in certain pockets. Um, It all comes down to supply and demand, who wants to buy a property in that location and how many properties are available for sale in that location. That's what ultimately drives prices. Now, of course, you know, interest rates, um, are the big thing that a lot of the banks are focusing on at the moment and a rise in interest rates. And of course, interest rates do have an impact on the demand side of things for some buyers. Of course, the higher the interest rates, the less likely it is for buyers to be able to borrow as much money. But that's not all buyers, that's just some buyers. And that's something to keep in mind. Um, And also, you know, that is just one side of the supply and demand equation when we are talking about property values. We need to also consider the supply side of the equation because if there's nothing to buy 
even if demand um, is hindered or hampered in some way, then prices really don't fall because prices only fall when people have to sell and that there's a willing buyer um, that, that jumps in on that opportunity. So it's only when prices, oh, sorry, when real estate has to sell, uh, people will transact. That's when you see price falls. It's interesting when you, when you said about um, people, clients buying and, and how they've made equity and whatnot on that. We ha- I had a client, which is an interesting story, but they had a, we had a client this year that purchased, I think it was in the start of August, and the seller requested a very, very long settlement. And I think it only just settled in the last week or two. Um, so they held that for, for months and when it actually settled, um, the property market had moved so much that they actually made a lot of money just just by actually purchasing the property and putting down a deposit. So um, it was a really good story for that client. Uh, it was actually really interesting to watch and then have a good chat to them after and um, hear how happy they were that the market had moved so much and they'd literally put a deposit on a property. Yeah, that's always a good news story and obviously a sign of a very strong market and on the conditions. And obviously that doesn't always happen. There's obviously the risk that prices could fall if you have a long settlement. So it's understanding what's happening on the ground again to understand the direction of the market. Now, what I will say before we get into the specific details for Brisbane is that if anybody has read the big papers, especially um, the Sydney Melbourne based papers, um, even some of those headline news stories on the news, what we are finding is that the headline story is that prices are set to plunge in 2023. Property prices are set to plunge. Now, of course, um, headlines are just that. They are headlines. So what we plan to do today is to delve into what's going on here in Brisbane and what the big banks have said about Brisbane, not the rest of Australia. And, you know, I guess it's very similar to what uh, the news was at the end of or the 1st of November when the most recent CoreLogic property data was released. The headline was that uh, property price growth is starting to slow. Um, however, as we've pointed out, uh, especially recently in our most recent Brisbane market update, uh, property prices in Brisbane in the housing sector are starting to re-accelerate. They're, they're getting stronger in price growth. So don't rely on those national news headlines. Make sure you understand the numbers. And Um, I've just got some information here, which is uh, CoreLogic Daily Home Value Index, and this is updated. Um, The most recent update that I have in front of me is um, as at the 23rd of November 2021. And when we look at the quarterly change uh, for each of the capital city regions, so the percentage change quarter on quarter, Brisbane is actually sitting at 7.33%. So that is the uh, highest percentage change across all capital city locations. Now, you know, that's a sign that the Brisbane market continues to accelerate. Now, this CoreLogic um, Home Value Index aims to measure daily movements in the value of Australian housing. So they actually update this every single day. And we track this trend to get an understanding of what the data trend is for property price growth momentum. So that's something that anybody can do. Have a look at the CoreLogic Home Value Index Daily Indicator. Now, if you actually look at that, and I know that we don't say that we we look at other um, capitals, but when we when I talk about the, the these shows talking and the media talking about Sydney and Melbourne, you know Sydney is is four point six seven, Melbourne two point five seven, and Brisbane, as Melinda mentioned, seven point three three. So there's a big change, and that's when you need to actually look at the the actual location. Um, I mean, another thing we talk about, and I know we do talk about this quite a lot, and, and you need to 
but you understand where you're buying, if it's a home or it's an investment, what that is, what's happening in those areas and what's going to happen in those areas. I mean, Brisbane is changing. Brisbane is growing. Uh, there's a lot of migration, a lot of people here. Obviously, we talk about when the borders open, the students all come back. But there's no other place that is going to hold the, the Olympics coming up in, in Australia in 2032. So it's a massive, massive event that will actually happen and it will change Brisbane um, for, forever, I think, as well. So. Look, there's been a couple of things that have happened just recently that, um, you know, potentially have fueled some of the uh, price cast up. Uh, price growth forecasts, especially for the 2023 in some of the, the capital cities. Now, of course, on November the 1st, um, we have we saw tighter credit conditions introduced by APRA. Now, what this has caused is that the interest rate buffer has increased from 2.5% to 3% above the current mortgage rate. So that slight increase in the mortgage rate or interest rate buffer um, may slow down lending for some people or may reduce the borrowing capacity for some people. So that is something that, you know, we are yet to see any impact from, but uh, potentially that might come through. We've talked previously about whether that will impact uh, Brisbane as a property market as a whole. Look, for some buyers, we, we talked about the very top end of buyers perhaps, but what it's potentially going to do is it's going to price people down a price category. So the more affordable markets, and we've touched on the fact that Brisbane is a much more affordable market when we compare our property values to the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, the more affordable markets are less likely to be impacted by this change. Now, the other thing that we have seen just recently is some of the banks have started to increase their fixed interest rates. Now, again, a lot of people see this start to happen and fear the worst. Now, of course, as I mentioned earlier, when you see an increase in the interest rates, that does impact um, some buyers in the potential to borrow money. Um, it also potentially then dampens the demand for some buyers, but not all buyers. Because remember, with the pandemic, we've seen a big segregation in the wealthy and, and the less wealthy, if you like. Um, we've seen a lot of people, you know, pull back on a lot of travel. Um, the, the spending has, um, you know, really been reserved simply because we've all been locked up at home. So there's a lot of people with a lot of money right now and they're sitting on that money. Um, we're seeing it through our own inquiry. There's a lot of cashed up buyers that are ready to put their money into real estate. And I think some of the headlines do focus on those that, you know, potentially are um, more stressed, um, lower income earners who are looking to try and get into the market, potentially first home buyers. So it is important to take a more holistic view and understand, you know, the demographic as a whole and understand how these small changes impact the entire demographic, not just one group. And I know we touched on, on our market update, but it, it's still the top end of the sector that's actually um, had the highest increase as well. Yeah, so the most recent CoreLogic data um, that has just come out since we did the market update shows that in Brisbane, it's still the top 25% of property values um, that are leading the growth. So that's now up to 7.3% growth in the three months to the end of October. So that's really strong growth. Um, in the top segment of the market. Now, we've just talked about those demographic groups, people that do have um, potentially higher incomes, more secure jobs. Um, interest rate rises are less likely to impact those people. Um, changes to the credit conditions are less likely to impact those people. So when we look at, you know, making predictions for property price 
growth um, into the future, these predictions are not going to impact all property buyers in the same way because it's all relative to affordability. So it's just important to keep that in mind. And, and I think that's also had an impact. This, this was touched on the show that I watched the other night. They talked about the, the effect of COVID and what's that, what that's had um, and how it's actually people can work from home. So people have that opportunity, which is probably, possibly, I don't know, part of the reason that that top um, part of the, the percent of the, the top end of the market has increased because people can actually buy a bigger, better home in a better lifestyle and work from home, they have that opportunity as well. So maybe that's had a factor on that as well. And as you say, those people can afford those homes more than the, um, the other end of it. Yeah. And I think that when we consider um, in the event there's ever a future economic downturn, homeowners will do everything that they can to hold their home and retain their home, even if that means changing their consumer behaviours, um, cut back on their takeaway, their spending, their, their you know, nights out, etc. That's what they do to retain their home. The first thing that they do is not put their property on the market and sell. They'll stop um, spending in other areas first. However, investors, um, obviously, if investors are buying in areas and interest rates increase and potentially um high cash flow properties are no longer producing that cash flow. There's not an equity position in those properties. Um, if they start to cost those investors to hold, you might see some of those types of assets um, being on sold. Now, obviously, they are located in different areas to um, areas where home buyers are located. So definitely something to keep in mind. Um, the demographic of a, a location needs to be considered as well as um, the property owners in that location. For example, how many investors are purchasing property in a particular location versus how many owner occupiers are purchasing property in that location? And we can further delve into some of that demographic data uh, because the other thing that interest rate hikes don't impact are, are property buyers that own their own home outright. You know, if you don't have a mortgage, um, it doesn't matter what banks do to, you know, squeeze credit. It doesn't matter what interest rate rises are doing because there is no debt on a property. So if you're buying in an area where there's a huge um, number of property owners that have no debt, then it's less likely to see, or you're less likely to see those people having to sell in the event that there is an economic um, downturn because of rising interest rates. So all of these things need to be considered. You cannot just put a blanket approach on all of Australia. You cannot just put a blanket approach on all of Brisbane. You must still understand the drivers um, and the supply and demand metrics at a local level to get an indication of which are the more safe locations and which are more risky. So forecasts, which are always, it is always interesting to hear the forecasts, um, but I, I guess we, we have to look at someone and someone has to forecast something, um, otherwise life would be a bit boring as well. But if we jump into the banks, uh, what, what are the forecasts from the big banks? Yeah, great question. And we all love forecasts. Um, you know, it's a question we get most often in our inquiry. Well, where do you think the Brisbane market's heading? Um, look, I think it's pretty clear um, all of the big banks are consistent in saying 2022 is going to be another strong year for Brisbane. So we've got ANZ reporting that in 2022, Brisbane will see a further increase of 9%. Now they are predicting that that is the largest growth of all capital cities throughout Australia. We've got Westpac predicting 2022 growth of further 10% in Brisbane, again, the largest growth of all capital cities. Um, and then we've got the Commonwealth Bank predicting um, growth of 9% in Brisbane throughout 2022 and the NAB 
predicting 4.9% growth in 2022. So they are the most conservative with their growth predictions based on all of the big banks. Yeah, so all, well, it's actually pretty consistent. I mean, NAB 4.9, so you said, might as well say 5% there, up to 10. So it is interesting. They're all saying those increase. Um, look, we have seen a good increase, obviously, in 2021. Um, we haven't finished it yet. Um, so, you know, for the year, um, that will be that will be a, a lot higher than that. I think 25 to 30% probably is what it's going to end up. Um, but 10% there in that up to 10% in 2022. Yeah, so let's look forward to 2023. And some banks have predicted um, that little bit further. But what I will say is these uh, predictions are based on a number of assumptions. So I'll start with the assumptions that um, that have been banked or, or have been based, these predictions have been based upon. And I do want to focus in on the Commonwealth Bank and their predictions. So Commonwealth Bank have predicted for 2023 that Brisbane property values will decline by 8%. Okay, so in 2022, they predict uh, 9% increase followed by an 8% decrease in 2023. Now, the assumption here is that if the RBA lifts the cash rate from the current level of 0.1% to 1.25% by the third quarter in 2023, Brisbane may see price declines of 8% in the median value across all of Greater Brisbane. Now, clearly, there's a lot of assumptions in that prediction, um, and we need to be really cautious about the headlines that we are relying upon, because there's a lot of fear that that puts into the market, obviously. However, as I've pointed out, there's a lot of assumptions here. Now, we can look at other economists that, um, you know, report on what is likely, what is not likely. The REA Group um, economist, Paul Ryan, has basically said that, you know, he doubts that rates would actually rise this quickly um, and therefore the assumptions that uh, the Commonwealth Bank are relying upon to make that prediction may not actually um, be, be what eventuates. So, again, these are all based on predictions and what-if scenarios and it's really important to read through the headline to understand that what we need to do is actually monitor what is actually going to happen we do that by listening to the RBA minutes each month when they do the monthly meeting because at this stage, the RBA have been consistently communicating to everyone that it's very unlikely to see rate rises until 2023. Whether they increase rates by, you know, such a, a large spike very quickly remains to be seen. Uh, but based on the communications from them, it seems very unlikely that this would occur. It's interesting. I mean, that that's a rise of... 1.15 percent correct um that that's a massive rise and, and it is interesting when you talk about it and i know we had someone talk to us the other day and they said something about the headlines mm. um it's not until and the headlines is what people see um they don't read into everything and look at the detail and and what those assumptions are how what things are based on so it's really important that if you are going to rely on the media side of it, <laughs> that you actually read everything, understand everything in there and go through it in detail, not just the headline and then make an assumption off that. Yeah, exactly. And look, you know, a lot of the, the commentary from um, the big banks, especially the Commonwealth Bank, it, it came down to affordability constraints. Now, you know, we've touched on that again and potentially there's some assumptions being put across all markets that don't apply to all markets equally. So Brisbane being a much more affordable location is less likely to be impacted by affordability constraints um, compared with the likes of Sydney and Melbourne due to our price to income ratios. 
um, being uh, being lower. Now, it's obviously we need to then understand that when we're talking about predictions for price growth, we're talking about median data. And, and I made that very clear in in explaining earlier that even during the worst of COVID, whilst the median value of Brisbane declined very slightly um, at a property level, m- many of our clients that had purchased previously still gained equity in their properties. So it's only if you are buying in an area where people will need to sell and therefore the property is likely to Um, become available for sale on the market Um, in a low demand market where you don't have strong buyer demand that's where you see property values falling so clearly property value growth comes when supply is tight or constricted and there's very high demand property value falls come where you've got a lot of supply meaning a lot of people might need to sell all at once but you don't have any buyers for those properties so therefore they're transacting at a lower value So again, it all comes down to local understanding of supply and demand metrics and also selecting location to avoid future risk of having to be in the position where you might need to sell or that people around you, that is other property owners in the same location that you buy, might need to sell. So understanding the area, the demographics, the proportion of owner-occupiers to investors, the incomes in those areas, that all goes a long way to understanding you know, whether there's a future risk to your assets in your portfolio and obviously, you know, de-risking that that portfolio as well. Yeah, and that, and that comes from a local level. Um, you know, if someone said to me to go and buy in some other capital city, I, I probably wouldn't have a clue of, <laughs> of where those areas are. What are, the, what are the right areas? What are the demographics like? You know, lifestyle, anything like that. It's so hard unless you're actually there on the ground, understanding what the areas are like, what's happening in the areas, even down to small things like education, employment and transport, all those types of things, understanding what those areas are and who lives there and why they live there as well. So what, what okay, if we've, uh, we've touched on what the banks are sort of forecasting, what are we, th- what are we thinking? Look, I think that uh, based on what we're seeing on the ground, there's no slowdown in sight. So, you know, that's consistent with what the big banks are saying um, with strong property growth into 2022. Um, not as strong as what we've experienced this year in 2021. So remember, in the housing sector, we're already up 24.4%, um, whereas in 2022, these predictions are between 4.9% growth um, through to 10% growth throughout the 12-month period. So look, time will tell. Um, you know, December's proving to be just as strong as October and November were. Um, we do expect once borders reopen that there to be a further uptick in the demand for properties. So it's only if we see an uptick in supply at the same time that, you know, we won't see a further price acceleration. That said, when we're looking at listing data, we do know that new listings in the four weeks to the end of um, October uh, were actually increased in Brisbane by 11.2%. That is very reassuring, very reassuring. However, there's still not enough listings in Brisbane to provide for the number of buyers that are in the market. So we do need to see more listings come through to the market before we start to see that price growth momentum start to stabilise. So at this stage, certainly into the early months of 2022, we are still predicting strong growth based on what we are seeing on the ground. Look, I don't like to make predictions further ahead because obviously what we're seeing on the ground only tells us what's likely to happen in the data two or three months from now. So um, let's leave it at that and provide those further updates in real time 
um, as we progress into the new year. So seeing things on the ground, um, out and about, uh, I was at an auction, um, it was weekend before last, had a good chat to the agents there. Um, they said they're still getting good listings. Um, they're still moving ahead, um, pushing forward through from now to Christmas and beyond. Uh, spoke to another uh, big agent yesterday. He said similar thing. Um, they were thinking of sort of banking some properties till January, but um, there's actually got some properties that they're going to push through now and, and list some more properties prior to Christmas um, with some properties probably sitting there waiting for January. So hearing that from agents is actually a good thing, knowing that they, they are getting the listings. Um, people are interested in selling, so that, that is a good thing. At an auctions last weekend, strong buyers. Um, there was 16, 17, I think, registered at one auction. Um, quite a few people putting their hand up to their number up to the paddle to have a bid. Um, so, you know, seeing those strong people, the auctions, the, the listings coming, multi-offers on properties, there's still a lot of interest. The property market is still really strong. Um, I think the property market's still confident um, and I think everyone's still confident with it as well um, up here in Brisbane. Absolutely. So look, I hope that's helped to unpack some of those headlines so that, um, you know, people don't need to be alarmed by that headline information. Read into the, the data. Uh, we'll always unpack those headlines here on the Brisbane Property Podcast, especially as it relates to our local Brisbane property market. So yeah, look, if, if you need any help, if you want those locals, reach out to us at Streamline Property. Um, home buyers looking to move up here and um, live this beautiful sunny life that we have. Um, or investors. So reach out, have a chat. We're here to help. Um, I will let Melinda wrap it up as usual. Thanks very much for listening. Hope that's helped out a little bit. Um, Careful what you read. Make sure you read everything if you do read it. So um, take care. I'll let Melinda wrap it up. Take care. Bye for now. Look, thanks everyone for your time once again. Please don't forget to uh, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review if you love what we hear and tell your friends and family that um, the information we share is valuable for them too. Until next week, we will speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.